It's January 4th, 2023, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Kotnor. Our top stories from international outlets this morning. Russia has set a New Year's Day missile attack, which killed at least 89 Russian soldiers, happened because troops were using their mobile phones, according to the BBC. Ukraine says 400 soldiers were killed and another 300 wounded in the attack on a college for conscripts in Mekivka in the occupied Donetsk area. It's the largest number of deaths Russia has acknowledged in the war. A commission is investigating the circumstances of the incident, but said it is already obvious that the main cause of the attack was the presence and mass use of mobile phones by troops in range of Ukrainian weapons, despite this being banned. The COVID surge in China is continuing unabated as Reuters is reporting that many funeral homes and hospitals say they are overwhelmed. International health experts predict at least 1 million deaths in China this year, but China has only reported five or fewer COVID deaths since ending the zero-COVID policy. China has rejected foreign skepticism of its statistics as politically motivated attempts to smear its achievements in fighting the virus. China and the Chinese people will surely win the final victory against the epidemic, the People's Daily, the Communist Party's official newspaper, said in an editorial. The AP is reporting that the United States Embassy in Cuba is reopening visa and consular services today, the first time it has done so since a spate of unexplained health incidents among diplomatic staff in 2017 slashed the American presence in Havana. The embassy confirmed this week it will begin processing immigrant visas with a priority placed on permits to reunite Cubans with family in the U.S and others like the Diversity Visa Lottery. The resumption comes amid the greatest migratory flight from Cuba in decades, which has placed pressure on the Biden administration to open more legal pathways to Cubans and start a dialogue with the Cuban government. They are anticipated to give out at least 20,000 visas a year, though it's just a drop in the bucket of the migratory tide which is fueled by intensifying economic and political crises on the island. Elsewhere, Deutsche Welle is reporting that Myanmar junta leader Min Aung Lang vowed new elections during a national parade on Wednesday, while also lashing out at foreign critics of the country's military leadership. Myanmar has been under a state of emergency since February 2021, when democratically elected leaders such as State Councilor Aung San Suu Kyi were ousted by the junta. Suu Kyi's National League for Democratic Party achieved a landslide victory in general elections the prior year, with the military claiming the outcome was illegitimate. The military could take steps toward new elections at the end of the month, when the latest six-month extension of state emergency ends. Al Jazeera reports that the French Foreign Ministry says it received a letter from the Burkina Bay authorities in December requesting the departure of France's ambassador from Burkina Faso. 
The French ministry's spokeswoman confirmed to Reuters yesterday by email that it had received such a letter, but declined to give further details or say how it had responded. The apparent expulsion signals a further deterioration in relations between Burkina Faso and former colonizer France, which maintains strong ties with other former colonies in West Africa and has special forces stationed there. The whereabouts and status of the French ambassador cannot immediately be confirmed. According to The Guardian, Colombia's largest remaining guerrilla group has contradicted government claims that they had agreed to a national ceasefire in a setback to plans to bring peace to the Andean nation after decades of violence. President Gustavo Petro had announced on New Year's Eve that the country's five largest armed groups had agreed to a six-month truce, but on Tuesday, the National Liberation Army rejected the claims, saying it had not been consulted on any such plan. The ceasefire was supposed to usher in a peaceful beginning to 2023 and kickstart Petro's ambitious promise to bring total peace to Colombia after more than six decades of brutal conflict and several false dawns. An estimated 450,000 Colombians have been killed and 8 million displaced, making Colombia's internal conflict one of the deadliest in modern history. French media outlet Le Monde reports that President Luis Inacio Lula da Silva led the tributes yesterday as Brazil said its final farewell to football legend Pele, widely regarded as the greatest player of all time. Pele had been in fragile health, suffering from kidney problems and later colon cancer, but he remained active on social media cheering on Brazil from his hospital bed in Sao Paulo during the World Cup in Qatar and consoling the pre-tournament favorites when they were eliminated in the quarterfinals three weeks before his death. The funeral procession through Santos will go past the house of Pele's mother, 100-year-old Celeste Arantes, who is still alive. It will end at Santos's memorial cemetery where a Catholic funeral service will be held before Pele is interred in a special mausoleum. In lighter news from the AP, two people in Florida were arrested after one of them made a 911 call to get help with moving their belongings from a home they were burglarizing, authorities said. Deputies responded to a home Saturday after a 911 call was placed, but nobody spoke, the Polk County Sheriff's Office said. At the home, the deputies concluded that nobody lived there, but they found a male suspect and his girlfriend inside the home after entering it through an unlocked door. Deputies had been searching for the male suspect after identifying him from security video as a burglar at a Dollar General store in Point Siena, Florida, where several items were stolen earlier in the day. While talking to deputies, the female suspect told them that she called 911 for the purpose of having law enforcement help them move their belongings from the house they were burglarizing. They also wanted to get a ride to the airport so they could spend the weekend in New York, the sheriff's office said. 
That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. This weekend, we'll speak with Katie Howland about the latest legislation on unidentified aerial phenomena. If you aren't a member, go to thedsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune into our sister podcast on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief. <laughs>